millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Danny Shays, Raymond Williams, Joey Devine, Adrian Danley, Mark Eaton, he's a human troll, Sean Keane, Patreons! Song. Thank you, Jeff. Grant Cameron. Thank you, Grant. Jesse. It's Lee. Thank you, Jesse. Musical guest, Rush. And now the temporary host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine. Hi. It's me, Joey Devine, your temporary host of the Round Ball Rock podcast. And we are back with another brand new episode. Um, I'm here, as always, <laughs> with my friend and co-host, Sean Keen. Sean, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I uh, just got back to L.A. today. Uh, I drove up from San Francisco. Very exciting. Or as an angry person yelled at me at a gas station today, they called it San Francisco. Mm, I mean, that's fair. Uh, pretty good <laughs> wordplay for uh, Fireball. Uh, before we have a we have a guest on, but before yeah. I let him speak, we have some business real quick. <laughs> uh, email us at roundrockpod at gmail.com. Call us on the phone at the number in the description of the episode. Uh, donate to our Patreon at patreon.com slash roundrockpod. Follow us on Twitter at roundrockpod. But most importantly, Sean, we have an announcement. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. We're we going to be performing live. <laughs> in We've only Los done one. Yeah, in Los Angeles, Thursday, February 13th at the Virgil. 
with this a, is show business capital of the world. Yeah, guys. with a bunch of other famous basketball pods, much more famous basketball people than we are. It's called Pod Star Weekend. It's presented by our friends, the NBA basketball podcast Airbuds. It's going to feature us. It's going to feature Flagrant Ones. It's going to feature NBA Desktop. It's going to feature Dunktown, Super Hoopers, Horse, Nits from Count the Ding, Langston Kerman, and for some reason, us? Uh, mm-hmm. Shows are a, you can buy tickets at, and please buy tickets because, look, we can't let the ringer people win. We need round ball rock people there. <laughs> So, We're going to have to answer some uncomfortable <laughs> questions about songs. Yeah, so please uh, <laughs> buy tickets if you can be in L.A. Thursday, February 13th at 8 p.m. at nightout.com slash events slash weekend, um, Or just, you know, go to Twitter and there's a link. Uh, yeah, you can yeah. probably just, yeah. Yeah. There's not, nothing else is really called Podstar Weekend. Yeah. More importantly, uh, Sean. It's not every week that basketball Twitter invents a new stat. Yes. Uh, you know, it, it, it does feel like it's every week that someone in the Utah Jazz or Houston Rockets organization makes up a new stat. <laughs> but this was, a, this was a pretty good one also because uh, a certain player's performance in this fake stat gave him a fake triple-double. <laughs> Well, <laughs> Which is also something that Twitter likes to but, uh, go real nuts about. So there's only one person we know who we wanted to talk about this fake stat with. Uh, uh-huh. He's been here, sitting here quietly the entire time. From uh, The Athletic, from the Nerder She Wrote podcast, the best nerd-based basketball podcast on the internet, Coach Dave Dufour. Doof, how you doing? I'm good. There's always that awkward thing where you you're on a podcast and you never know if you're going to get the intro. Mm-hmm. And right, so you yeah. sit there like like you're like backstage, like with a curtain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm waiting to be called out, you know, and, I, and so like I'm laughing at uh, I think Sean's joke and I'm just like over here, like, you know, like trying to stay off the you know, I, I love it. It's funny. I've done I don't know how many thousands of podcasts mm-hmm. and I'm still like this like weirdly awkward moment there. I should just totally have busted up your Don Pardo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was on the who cares about the rock hall podcast this week because of the rock and roll hall of fame uh, had their inductions and uh-huh. I knew they were going to introduce me because I've done that podcast probably 13 times now. Uh <laughs> And I just ignored it. I just blew through. I started talking like the second after he introed the podcast. <laughs> I was like, they know I'm yeah. on it. My name right. is in the, it's li- on the, is in the title, most likely. This is like- <laughs> my argument against intros. My argument <laughs> against intros. I, like the whole thing where you're like, hey, how are you? Like we didn't just spend an hour talking before we started recording like everybody does on every <laughs> podcast, right? Uh-huh. Well, no, this is this was fresh. No, yeah, we're just we. I literally just called him on Skype. You know, no, you didn't. We you spent fifteen minutes talking about you know whatever. Now I will say there are times on this show where I've just called people on Skype mid show. 
Oh, I think actually when the one time I've been on, that's what yeah. happened. Yeah, we did. Yeah, do it was that. very radio. I made you guys. like a uh, like a drop and everything. I was going to do that this time, but you offered to be on the whole show. So this yeah. is a treat. Yeah. Well, so, you know, I just you guys are recording pretty late for me. But <laughs> on the nights where I do the Daily Ding, I, I'm wrecked for like two hours. I, I can't I can't be up for a morning podcast and then just say, oh, OK, now I'll go to sleep. I'm, right. I'm a awful sleeper so it, it worked out well let's uh talk about something i'm gonna say uh this has been a pretty boring season for me thus far and uh between this and kevin love throwing the ball angrily uh it's reinvigorated me uh sean do you want to walk us through what happened with rudy gobert and respect jazz respecters and the screen <laughs> assist <laughs> yeah good um, God. yeah so um the David Locke mm-hmm. uh, from the, the Locked On Sportscast Network. Locked On Sportscast Network. Uh, he's also the radio. He, he does jazz games on the radio. Yes. Um. um so he's, you know, the the Jazz are the most locked on team, right? One hundred percent. Because Locke is literally locked on to the Jazz. <laughs> yeah, he is. He has a death grip on these guys. Uh, so, hold on, he tweets a lot, let me find this. Uh, he's like, he is the king of giving you a lot of statistical information, Mm -hmm. uh, but sort of not really giving you context and just cherry-picking imaginary stats. It's also certainly not objective. Also, Uh, always positive, which, you know, hey... Good for him. I kind of like yeah. that part of it. Yeah, I, yeah. right. I, because it's very easy when think and, and Utah has struggled a little bit at times. You know, Conley. It's very easy to to say, you know, hey, let me tap into the upset part of the fan base, and here's a negative stat. Mm-hmm. So, I'm I'm cool with positive stats. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I would prefer positive stats, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, here, I pulled up the tweet, Sean. Great, sorry, so, there's so many. <laughs> David Locke tweeted, triple-double for Rudy Gobert last night. 22 points, 18 rebounds, 10 screen assists, in, and then in parentheses, <laughs> that created 23 points, 4 assists, 2 block shots, a steal, and 21 contested shots. Which, I'm going to say right off the bat, first off, uh... That's a quadruple double if you're just making up stats that have numbers right. that are double there. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. 21 contested shots, great. Yeah. Uh, in fact, it's a quintuple di- uh, a, quintu- a quintuple double because he definitely played uh, at least 30 minutes, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. Also, I mean, you know, don't forget stocks, right? So steals plus oh, right. blocks. Yeah, is... you add those. But see, yeah, he yeah. only had three stocks. Six of those, right. No, yeah. no, three. Two blocks. Oh, he only shots had three in that game. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> so three stocks if we're yeah. double counting. <laughs> maybe maybe we add that and turnovers and fouls. Uh-huh, right? Yeah, so yeah. You, like a one big hustle stat. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Deflections. How many deflections did he have? Uh-huh. <laughs> what about closeouts? Good hard closeouts. How many times how many, did he have? How many uh, high fives? Guys? Yeah. How many high fives? Yeah. Post free throw high fives. Uh so yeah. I would say Dave 
in particular has been making fun of this stat for 24 hours, and I've been doing it for about 12. (laughs) I gotta say, listen, guys, I'm a little bit, uh, you know, ahead of the curve on this. I've been railing against the screen assist, and and let's just be honest, like it's only Utah folks that that use this. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been doing this for about four months. But mostly, I think it's just gone unnoticed. But it was noticed enough that when that tweet went out, I was tagged by multiple people, and it was alerted to my attention. Okay, so how long have people been talking about screen assist? A while. Too long. Because it's fake. Mm-hmm. So, uh, a very long time. It, it's well, basically yeah. been all season. And I, I mean, I'm pretty sure I, I first encountered the term uh, sometime last year. And again, like as far as like in in the media or whatever, I, I understand what they're trying to account for. Right. It's just fuzzy math. Right. Like it, it like right. <laughs> saying that this one thing is it just it doesn't work that way. I mean, here's here's what I will say about it. It's very dumb, obviously, but <laughs> yes. Any thing they can create to, like, get guys paid more money, I'm pro. Yes. Especially, like, you know, like, like the Shane Battier stats, you know what I mean? The, like, unquantifiable, trying to quantify that. Sure. Sure. But uh, triple-double means something. (laughs) That's my problem. Okay, now, if I could push back on that, I mean, eh. Well, uh, I I don't know. Okay. okay. As a stat, it doesn't, but I mean in a dictionary sense. (laughs) In a, like, like, not inventing words (laughs) sense. Right, right. It would be like, it would, to me, the screen assist, it's very much like the hockey assist, Mm -hmm. right? In that. Yes, okay, we can see that this screen happened and it did help lead to a score. Mm -hmm. Great. But it's still, it's not an assist. But also the hockey hockey assist assist. makes sense in hockey. uh, Right. Because a lot of the times, um, the second pass is, uh, it's less a a less confined space. Sure. If you will. You know what I I mean? You have to, yes. I think the hockey assist still makes sense in basketball, but... So much of that is function of offense, right? right. Like, yeah, the offense calls for this and this, and that. you know, yeah, not yeah. to get too in the weeds on that. But I, I can make an argument that a screen assist is perfectly fine and a thing that is good for a player to even know, you know, it's mm-hmm. something it's uh-huh. a guy who's asked to screen a lot. Hey, at least what I'm doing is contributing to the offense, yes. right? Instead of just, you know, like setting pin down screens or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, I'm cool with that, but. <laughs> It's not part of a triple double. No. <laughs> I also I also think that um so much like John Stockton's uh dominance in the assist category. I was just gonna bring was up just, something it with was, John Stockton. They had a notorious maybe the Orlando Magic scorekeeper that one year that Scott Skiles had 30 assists in a game. Mm-hmm. Uh Maybe that maybe that's where the jazz guy retired to, but I think for his career, Stockton got like three more assists at home or something like that. Where yeah. it's like, oh, he inbounded to a guy who Carl Malone then dribbled forty right. feet and, I, I, and dunked. Right. I was actually going to say, I'm glad we don't keep the hockey assist in 
basketball because John Stockton would get the hockey assist and the hockey assist and the assist for uh, <laughs> posting, then the repost pass, then the score. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's so it, it, the greatest thing is I do feel like Dave is, was personally responsible for, uh, people Creating making a, fun of screens yes. for 24 straight hours. Yeah. I took a, I mean, I took it's a lot still of, happening now. <laughs> uh, it's actually passe at this point. I mm-hmm. actually quit earlier tonight. I made one and I, I said, I think I'm done. Uh, um, yeah. My last one was, uh, retweeting, uh, a screenshot of Markel Fultz having a triple double <laughs> with the quote, how many screens though? Um, but I did like three or four. It's funny. I didn't realize. So I had thought to myself privately, did I start this? Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. it's funny. It's funny to hear that. That Keen thinks I did. So <laughs> I mean, Oops. I don't, I don't feel like you, necessarily began it but your spirit like animated the <laughs> yeah, whole yeah, thing yeah. well because i kind of went on a little bit of a a twitter rant uh, of jokes well it's joe it's so jazz specific too it, uh, because it's, and it's always like jazz people well who need to insist that like that well it's just because it's just because it it, it drives them crazy that people don't appreciate rudy gobert which you know they appreciate him enough, but it always goes too far. It's always like, "Why? Well, how are you knocking a guy who's a top seven player in the NBA?" <laughs> right, right. Uh, I would like to announce a new stat I've invented, by the way, uh, while we're doing this. Um, it's called they're called bench assists. Ooh, this is good. <laughs> okay, uh, and uh, it counts the number of points that uh, the bench scored while Rudy Gobert was resting. Because he, they wouldn't have scored those points if he was in the game. It's a really good point. I, <laughs> Pretty good. I, I, yeah. I have one myself. Uh, these are uh, well. I wanted to call them rebound assists, but I wanted to I wanted to pick something that uh, Bill Simmons would embrace more. So this is for this is for like a Robin Lopez type who boxes out mm-hmm. a guy who might have gotten a rebound while his teammate gets a rebound, and we're going to call them prebounds. <laughs> Because I think Bill Simmons would would embrace that term. <laughs> it's like, look, he doesn't show up in the box score, but he's one of the best prebounders in the league. <laughs> I mean, I think probably I, listen, you could I, give I gotta tell you, some credit for I that. I got to tell you, I'm going to send that to some agents I know. That was really good. <laughs> it's really good. I feel I mean, like it's, if, it's if, sort if, of accounted for. Uh, to a, to a degree, yeah. Like it, it, there are stats that you could actually like figure out who's a good prebounder and who's not. Yeah. Oh man. But I think I think if if somebody just an agent just started saying it about some draft prospect and didn't mention it, no follow up, just just kept saying prebounds, you could make it a thing. Like if just a couple people said it but didn't really explain it. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And then uh, I just get an army of Forbes.com bloggers to pick up the torch. <laughs> um, really good. So, yeah, jazz fans, uh, let's just – a message to you from me. This Dave Dufour is not saying this, obviously. Sean, well, if, I, I, do, if I can, oh, hold on. Yeah, this, yeah. this wouldn't have gotten so big if it hadn't come right on the heels of that blog post about – 
the Jazz being disrespected by NBA Twitter. Oh yes. my yes. god! Uh, it was it, a perfect storm. It was a perfect storm. The the NBA Twitter thing. Did As we like talk about that, Sean? I forget. Well, we hey, actually did know, not talk okay. about it because it. Yeah. So let's it, talk I mean, about it. Why no, is why why is the NBA just Twitter now? <laughs> yeah, like and, like well, or this idea I, that there's one unified voice, right? Instead of it just being like, most of the time, NBA Twitter is like, let's make fun of this same thing. Yeah. Why are uh, ratings down? Why are the right, ratings like, down? Well, this, you, you guys know my theory. I think the, the league and media partners cater way too much to this niche thing, which is NBA Twitter. Mm-hmm. And you miss... Which I mean, I'm officially not a part of, by the way. I want people to realize left. this. You left officially, no. like JJ Reddick last year. No, worldwide, <laughs> worldwide, Wob didn't follow me back, so I just unfollowed oh. him. <laughs> oh, you're out of <laughs> Which the means circle. I'm You've officially not part of NBA Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's how you. That's how you. Yeah. Are you? Did you find another Twitter to join? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm I'm uh, I'm part of. Uh, I, I have one toe in film Twitter <laughs> uh-huh. and another toe in macrame Twitter, but yeah. I think I'm the king of fireball Twitter. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> I pretty much just follow uh, comedians, basketball people, and then just different Hulk accounts. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still, I still think it's cool. I still think it's really funny. <laughs> oh my god, I I have to say. If you've ever seen some of those film crit Hulk things where he's talking about like trying to grow as a person, and then it's and about not being like, too hard on people, Rick but it's episode. all in, but yeah. it's all in, it's all in caps, and he's like, "Me rethink <laughs> attitude, <laughs> Hulk react too quickly." Um, when ego, I, I really threat. want there to be, I want there to be like a um, like overlanding. Twitter that I could join <laughs> just talks about like driving off road and right. camping. I'm sure there is. <laughs> and then yell at each other about like the solo stove, you know, versus, uh, yeah. Look, you know, Dave. Coleman. No, the old <laughs> Coleman is going to be the mid range jumper. Of, oh my God. Of yeah. Overland Twitter. Dave, I want <laughs> the first Twitter fight I ever oh, yeah. got in, in 2011 <laughs> was with recumbent bike Twitter. Yeah. I tweeted, I don't even remember a joke, but I tweeted a joke about recumbent bikes. Yeah. And like three people, including the editor of Recumbent Bike magazine, like yeah. got mad at me. And it, I just, my only like- response was, glad to see you're not taking this lying down. You know, like when you're riding your bicycle. <laughs> It was like that was that was maybe even before I'd really seen political reply guys. Yeah, yeah. Those may have wow. been the first reply guys. Yeah, Amazing. it was like 2010. <laughs> I got attacked by recumbent bicycle and Twitter. So, so they had like an alert or they were searching, right? Like which is They were searching recumbent bike. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. obviously Although such a Joey, totally normal start, thing to do. Yeah. You right? should start tagging recumbent bike magazine in some <laughs> No, <laughs> recumbent Mike magazine and Beyonce. You gotta get you gotta get the Bayhive okay. going against the recumbents. But 
I I do think there's a certain amount of echo chamber effect with some of this where yeah. reporters are so bored they're just constantly talking about the ratings being down which oh, yeah. leads to the ratings being down. Well no 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 hold the the ratings actually were down. Right? Oh, like, 100% but yeah. there, look there's a stand up comedy adage where uh it's you never an audience is good if they're small until a comic mentions how small they are, and then they yeah. immediately look around and they're like, and they get wait a second, this, there are only five people here. Am I not cool for being here? Well, it's, it's kind of because, I mean, live events are like that, but stand-up comedy is especially weird that you've showed up and sometimes paid money to see people essentially – talk to you from slightly higher than you're sitting. Yeah. Right. It's like and you went to go kind of have to, yeah. The Kembe Mutombo or something. Right. right. And you just don't want to, you don't want to mention how strange it is that everyone's there. You have to, you have to distract people enough with the jokes and the stuff that no one's thinking, well, they're all just going to, I'm going to sit here silently this whole time. That's, but how awkward is it? We're all facing this guy anyway. But yeah, you you break the spell when I, you mention. And so that, I yeah. do think I I will say I've kind of watched less games since people started talking about how people are watching <laughs> less games. Um, Joey, what's your what's your theory? Uh, I think my theory is uh, not really talked about this on the podcast. Uh, my theory is that like. I, I think casual fans don't know who's on any team anymore because everybody left. Yep. Um, so yeah, there yep. were the 170 people changed teams yeah. last summer. For nobody likes reasons. Nobody really likes rooting for laundry. Right. That's my stance on it. Is that like, and the NBA knows this, which is why they love, you know, they push the player, right? Mm -hmm. A lot. It's not so much the team. And so, you know, they understand that that LeBron has fans or whatever. But the truth is, it's I think it's hard for fans in general to just say, all right, yay, that's my team. And then, OK, now I got 12 new guys. Uh -huh. um, yeah. I also think uh, LeBron joining a team that was already a draw is a problem because like more people aren't going to watch the Lakers. They were going to watch the Lakers right. anyway. Uh, they just stopped watching the Cavs. Um, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And was, the Bulls. Yeah, it subtract Cleveland. Right. You didn't really add. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and, theoretically. And the theoretically. Right. So oh, go ahead. You only got one big team now. Yeah. Like, theoretically, the Nets will help that next year, I think, maybe. In theory, is KD I mean, a draw? I mean, I, I that's I a good is. question. I don't know, right? I like, think if it's him and Kyrie, I think that's enough of. I think he's. I think he's definitely a draw. I mean, there might be Clipper syndrome with them though, too. Yeah, uh, and not. I mean, I mean, there's more problems with the Clippers, but like, you know, the Clippers just don't have any fans. Like, well, here's. Not, uh, here's Apologies yeah. to a lot well, of my friends. Well, does Brooklyn? No, there are that's, no, that's like, what I'm saying is yeah. like. It's, I don't know that KD's got the like ravenous fans like LeBron. Well, right. That's that's definitely true. This so it's I, I feel like this is well. OK, so inherently. 
yeah, the league likes to market big superstars. And there are a few people who really have that. I will follow this dude anywhere. But honestly, what LeBron's doing is essentially unprecedented in right, right. sports to have someone so good be on, you know, his yeah. fourth team. And, um, well, and also he look at how much gravity he has, right? Like what, he doesn't just go to a team. He also pulls in players from other teams, yeah. right? Like yeah, yeah. the entire league, like he's, he, it is, it is LeBron centric as and a player, why, which is wild because he's 35 years old, but still <laughs> like, and that, I think that's just hard on the teams that he's not on. And like you just said, he went to the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now you just, you literally lost Cleveland. Uh, and then the Warriors not existing this year also doesn't help. Yeah. Well, uh, and, and and a really large number of guys are hurt or not right. playing very much. You know, yep. you've no Kyrie, no KD, no Steph, no Clay. Did you guys uh, see the Kevin O'Connor more. thing? So Kevin O'Connor talked about the Google trends and how Zion was was like has been higher all season than Luca and Giannis combined and he's been out right so like two of your two of your marquee attractions Steph Curry and Zion Williamson have basically been out all season well uh I hate to tell people I hate to uh tell people but uh that portends poorly for uh the NBA wanting to get out of college basketball uh as well oh that they're following well okay this is what i would say though the 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 guy that is like a lebron is very rare right and it is marketed as if there are many players who Mm -hmm. are like that that are individually a draw and it's just not the case so what you have instead is people are going to fall back on their team loyalties which they've had for decades and so say you're even in that minority of being a, a Brooklyn Nets fan where you're, you're maybe six months away from there not being any Brooklyn Nets that weren't on the team. You, you right. know what I mean? Like it could be a you completely no fresh team. Whatsoever. Spencer Dinwiddie yeah. and then a bunch of mercenaries. Kyle, mm-hmm. Kyle Kuzma is the longest tenured Laker. Yeah. Right. And I mean, that's, that's, yeah, yeah, that's, that's also, I don't think that's how they have enough famous guys. Yeah, it's not good. And I think one thing that the Clippers do at least have going for them is, you know, they've got uh, Montrez and Lou and there's, there's some, there's a little more continuity, at least from the scrappy teams that people embrace. Yeah, but I I don't think that works for the people watching only TNT games. Oh right. no no no! I just mean I just mean in general. Yeah yeah. Well, hey, you're think kind of that gone. Hey, think about the guys, the guys that that are close to being a draw, like LeBron. Like well, you've got like, Giannis. It's but they're not they close. Spend, That's the problem. Well, right. But they also they they don't get built up by the media partners. It's all well, you know. Hey, Giannis is going to be a free agent in you know 19 months or whatever, right? See, I think actually, I think that stuff matters. I I actually think the Giannis thing is he hasn't played LeBron in a playoff series yet, right? Or the Warriors. That's simply just it. You become famous by either playing Steph Curry or playing LeBron James or playing James Harden in the playoffs. James Harden in the playoffs. 
Yeah. I, well, <clears> I mean, the Rockets, I think, just are a weird draw. Uh, because well, they're... I mean, yeah. I mean, China. I mean, maybe not anymore, time. but... Yeah. No, they're, they're, James Harden is also very famous and very easy... Like, he, he represents a very specific thing, too. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, like, what, what weird... does Kawhi Leonard represent? If uh, you're a Kawhi... casual fan. <laughs> Kawhi Leonard's signature thing is not playing. <laughs> like, he's he's good at a lot of things, but the thing that Kawhi does that that sets him apart from other players is load management. It's it's so ridiculous. That's yeah, the, and, and, like, bad, so obvious. Right? Like, uh, Steph Curry has the step back three, LeBron James has uh-huh. the block, and Kawhi Leonard, the third best player in the league, has load management? Uh, yeah, and he also kind of doesn't really show emotions and, uh, uh, you know, treats basketball a little bit like he's a union rep. I mean, that's you know? cool. Like, I like union like reps. We, well, I mean, but I'm thinking like the... The guy on the deuce who's the union rep and becomes like, uh, <laughs> you know, a pimp. Uh, but just just someone who's like, hey, you know, I care about winning, but also I care that we're all getting our mandated 15 minute breaks uh, every two hours. That's my true passion is for uh, not trying too hard. And 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 people are wondering, like, yeah, well, I mean, you. They certainly could market things better, but yeah, you've got a lot of Clipper games, Warrior games, and Pelicans games. Well, and they flexed this year. all the Warrior games out, uh, which yeah. is good because they're hard to watch. But um, look, they look when the bright lights shine. That's where Glenn Robinson the third truly thrives. Do you see that block he had tonight? Yeah, uh, yeah. I wish. I wish he played with the athleticism that I know he has. Right. Um, <laughs> that guy, they're, they're going to get, I, I think that they'll wind up moving him here toward the deadline. Um, they, they probably could pick up a second round pick for him. I, I think he's pretty good. I actually think they'd be happy if he came and was like their ninth man when they're good next year. But I don't think that's going to happen because i think he's outplayed that but yeah yeah i think he's yeah. better than that contract yeah. um i think you know I, I really was thinking that i mean alec burks can help a lot of teams i think too he's not going to be like mm-hmm. a real dramatic addition but you know could he be jordan clarkson exactly yeah, could he right. be could yeah. he be the seventh man on the sixers you know just just some guy who can he'd, he'd be in a starting lineup yeah. what's up He'd be, he'd be in and out, in and out of the starting lineup. I yeah, think. I think. Yeah, yeah. just. But, uh, anyway, it's so weird to speculate about Warriors trades. It's like we've gone back in time, and we're like, you know what? This Jason Coffee's got something here. Yeah, I'm still mad that they're doing the Anthony Randolph reclamation project with Marquise. Chris. I know. Look, that is it's actually, you know it's what? Offensive. It's a little, little bit offensive. You know what? That's actually our top, our first story. Let's let's go to the news. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> This is Round Ball Rock News, basketball news, for humans and robots. Trust the process. All right, uh, that's right. Do you heard you heard our man Doof say it? Uh, 
the ride is back in Golden State, my friends. Uh, Marquis Chris is what they signed him to a uh, two way deal, which let's talk about Marquis Chris and Anthony Randolph here. Sean, why is this Marquis Chris and not my man, Ant Rand? Uh, you know, they, the Warriors are good at, uh, I mean, well, look, they're just trying to get his bird rights. He's young. Uh, they're, they, they feel like they could get him really cheap next year and turn him into like 80% of JaVale McGee, but also young, young blood, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that, for, that they want to for... harvest for those VIP suites. <laughs> uh, pretty clean living, very athletic. Uh, that's what you want. You want. You want your blood to have hops and uh, fast twitch platelets, and I think Marcus Chris has all of that. So, uh, tech, so for guys, the president of a two-way can, can contract, I, come on. Can I anger you? Yeah. Real, real oh, yeah, quick. yeah. Do you want to know what Anthony Randolph is doing right now for Real Madrid? I, well, I wanted to. I was going to ask you about Anthony Randolph, but I do okay. want to say right before we do that, uh, San Francisco tech billionaires love hops in both their blood and their IPAs. All right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah do yeah, you've okay. become something of a uh svengali for uh serbian basketball uh <laughs> you break all the news and i know anthony randolph is technically slovenian yes uh, yeah, but yeah. i have to for national you, team for purposes no for no he's officially a slovenian <laughs> yeah, yeah, citizen yeah. so not just sure. he's in he's right. slovenian now <laughs> i don't think he's paying any taxes there. let's put it that way <laughs> uh so Let's check in with Anthony Randolph. What's he doing right now? My All right. Friend? So in Euro League play, 16 games so far per 36 minutes. And, and you know, it's it's Euro League. So take that into account. 19 and a half points a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, about one and a half steal. About six and a half rebounds. Uh, he's shooting 50 percent on threes on 8.3 attempts a game. Get him back in the league. I can't take it anymore. Listen, I he, need to see that takes, sad face playing in playing on a Friday night. This is a center. And he he takes 8.3 threes a game and 4.8 twos a game. So sick. And you know, you he was know, ahead of his time. He was ahead he was. of his time. People yeah, didn't he, understand him. He was like Giannis negative one one. Yeah. Um <laughs> uh He's had a he's had actually a really really good career in Europe. Um, he's been really good. He probably should have been back in the NBA three years ago. Yeah, yeah. He never should have left. Well, yes. Okay. <laughs> so, like, if he came in now, that would never happen. But George but, Carl you know. and Kurt Rambis, and I don't even remember who coached the Knicks when he was there. Like, that's just like a recipe to send a guy. A, like a guy like that out of the NBA. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I was going to say those. Five minutes ahead what was that? Time. Jan Vesely ahead yeah, of his yeah. time. Uh, what I what Josh Smith too. Uh, Get him Antony back in was the league. Coach, actually. <laughs> um. What I was going to say is those four point two twos he's taken. You know, at least two of those are. Like trying to dunk really hard oh, on yeah. people too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, gonna, I'll make a I'll make an Anthony Randolph Euro League highlight reel. And the other two him. are airballed twenty footers. I know, yeah. I know, but still. <laughs> uh, 
Sean Wayne a trade today. Pincers up, we baby. Did. Yes. Uh, oh, I got to play the trades drop. I almost forgot. Oh. Trades. That's right. We're talking about trades. Slash Capspace URLs. You remember we talk about Capspace all the time in the program. Slash Capspace. Let them know that you came from us. Limited time only. Terms apply. Protected picks. You can even create a beautiful website while listening to this podcast. Over 140 million people choose Wix to create their website. Create yours today. That's wix.com slash woj, W-O-J, to get 10% off. Rights to euros that are never coming. Enter code NBA at checkout for $20 off your first order. Expiring salaries. If you missed it, we launched the Recapables Billions podcast on our Recapables feed. Treating people like they're assets and not people. ZipRecruiter.com slash low post, L-O-W-E post. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Even robots know that basketball is a business, so players shouldn't have feelings because of business. Trades. All right, Sean, walk us through this trade. You guys don't do those drops live? No. Uh, don't yeah. don't bust the magic. Do you do your drops live? I can. Play one right now. Uh, you're making me pull up apps on the fly. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we do to all our guests. you got to earn it. <laughs> Please use what you've got. Welcome to the back-to-back pod on the Athletic Podcast Network. This is Nerder She Wrote with your... There you go. Boom. That's 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 impressive. That's real real podcasting. Yeah. (laughs) They don't call it Nerder She Wrote for no reason. (laughs) Um, Sean, pincers up. Uh, Our two favorite Canadians, favorite player, Alan Crabb, (laughs) has been traded to Minnesota. So closer to their border. That's true. Uh, yeah, he Alan Crab went to Minnesota, uh, back to Atlanta, which just to remind you is the team that Alan Crab was on, is on, mm-hmm. well was on, uh, uh, and they got Randy Ledoux's favorite player, Trevion Graham, and uh, Jeff Teague. He's coming home. This is Slam Up with Brett Sampson and Randy Ledoux. Analytics. Friendship, efficiency, and promo codes. These guys are fucking dorks. Ah, uh, welcome to another edition of uh, Slammed Up. It is a, a brief one this time because I am in between court dates and uh, Rainy Ledoux has a lot of political work. But uh, this is a very exciting trade. One of the biggest uh, trades that we're, we've seen, we're going to see, or have ever seen in the NBA. Uh, and here to walk me through it uh, with me as often, uh, Randy Ledoux. How are you doing, Randy? Not good! Oh no, What what's the matter? There was a disgusting trade in the NBA today, and my oh, oppo I... research for Amy Klobuchar about Andrew Yang is not going well. Oh, no, oh that's I'm trying to get terrible. him to say he sent her a dick pic. Why? I mean, I I've seen his dick. He's not going to show that to people. Well, anyway, how dare Minnesota 
trade Travion Graham, the switchiest yeah, I, player in the NBA. Uh, one of the switchiest players in NBA history. Uh, this is uh, just just mindless. Why would you why would you trade for a, a large contract? For a man who's on the wrong side of 20 and a half and, uh, you know, the, the point when the human body begins to break down, obviously. Uh, and, and to just to, just to with Jeff T to get Alan Crabb on your team, you're going to have to disinfect that locker room. I will say there is one thing you're going to like, Brett. What, what is that? All of the, tri- all of the contracts were large expirings. Oh, oh my God. Yes. Yes. So, oh, so they all represent cap space or potential uh, bird rights or potential signing trade candidates, even though it would lead to being hard capped at the, what's that? Flexibility. Oh, flexibility, hard capping, just rock hard capping at the apron. Oh, the only thing, the only thing that could make this better for you. What's that? Is if there were, uh, protected second round picks, but there are. Oh my god! Oh, no, conditional no, no picks. Could they expire? No, are there the great pick swaps? Great pick swaps. They, Player to be named later. Yeah. Anything. Uh, cash, cash, cash trading hands. You do like rare cash birds, trading rare hands. animals, endangered animals, endangered animals trading hands. Give me something. I need it. I don't. Randy, I'll, I'll admit, I'm, I'm, I'm having a little trouble waiting for. The trade deadline. I'm I'm uh, I'm jonesing, as they say. Anyway, I have to go. Senator well, Klobukar is making me wash all these combs. Oh my gosh, that's it, with my, my that's, tongue. Why Why are you working there, Randy? Money's good. Oh, I and also I... I like being degraded. Yeah, that is true. You little you little sloppy little worm. Also, thanks, uh, Randy, for being here, and thanks, uh, Trevion Grams, uh, our sponsor, and also a delicious, switchy breakfast cereal. Uh, Trevion Grams, uh, they they contain uh, exactly 11% of literally everything on the government's recommended daily allowance list. Uh, you can put any kind of milk on them. They, they, they mix. It's kind of a glue cereal, and uh, if you... Act now with promo code Trevion Graham is the greatest player in NBA history. Uh, we talk about it all the time. Yeah, and uh, they will throw in a sample bag of uh, Devonte Grams, which are very similar, except they're they're quite spicy. Much smaller. Yeah, much smaller. Kind of kind of move through your system a lot a lot faster. I've mm-hmm. noticed also in my efforts. Well, uh, well, that's that's it for the Slam Dunk Spectacular. I'm going to be here uh, just edging. Until the NBA trade deadline. Back to you, Sean and Joey. And the only person who has ever been on the show that we respect, Dave Dufour. Well, that was that. Uh, uh, does that happen a lot? Or um, It happens every once in a while. I don't know if it happens a lot. Ironically, we... Uh, Sign them to a long-term contract. Yeah, we can't get Even out though they it. were yelling at us to sign them year to year with a bunch of options and... Mutual termination. I honestly thought we were just doing a mock off-season podcast, and we ended up... <laughs> anyway, uh, five, as long as you didn't do the sign and trade and, and hard cap yourself. That, <laughs> yeah. uh, Dave, explain that. to us basketball morons why this trade, which appears to make zero sense, happened. <laughs> Um, I think that Jeff Teague was not well liked 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've it. seen the fast break breakfast tweet that everyone <laughs> yeah. embedded in their uh, in their things today. Shouts to our yeah. friend Keith. Uh, but Minnesota also uh, essentially didn't really save any money, but they did create a roster spot. Mm-hmm. So if they need to do an imbalance trade, so they've like now trade got the Robert Covington for two people. Sure, something <laughs> like that. Uh, so they create a roster spot, and, and honestly, I think Crab, uh, if they wanted to attach a pick, probably has more value than Teague would. Mm-hmm. I think so too, just because he's a Crab he's has- a shooter. He has a skill. Right. Jeff Teague does not really yeah. have hey. any skills right now. He's, uh, he's Jeff 39% Teague was a player of a month. First. Well, one-fifth of a player of a month. One-fifth one of a player of a month. Now, now I, I know why they made this trade, Dooth. They got to sell those tickets in Atlanta. That's why you got to draft. You got to trade Luka Doncic away. <laughs> you need somebody that the fans in Atlanta will come out for, and that guy's name is Jeff motherfucking Teague. <laughs> Well, you know, he's been on an Atlanta winner before. So that's that is actually pretty rare. Uh yeah, they I heard they were trying to bring back Mookie Blaylock recently, but he <laughs> is he is still incarcerated. <laughs> um anyway, weird trade. Hope we get a, some better ones. Even though isn't that a little part of the NBA Twitterization? Yes. yes. Where it's like everyone wants trades more than to watch a team play basketball. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, um, you know, uh, my guy Waz said that uh, fans are starting to relate more to front office people yeah, than that, to the athletes. Which, like, already happened in baseball, too. Right. Right. I and mean, that's, not, weird that's because... not good. It's not good. Right. Well, I mean, it's, because... great. It's, it's great for, like, <laughs> podcasts, but it's not good for the for the game. Okay, so you, you know a lot about NBA front offices, right? Yeah. I mean, what a fair percentage, amount. Yeah, what percentage of the job would you say the GM is is actually making trades? I mean, you're constantly like keeping your pulse on what's happening. Yeah, but you know, those are, some trades take a long time to come mm-hmm. together. But it's like shoot a text here, you know, take a phone, yeah. take a phone call there. Um, but the majority of the job is definitely not making trades. I mean, right. it's a lot of time theorizing, certainly. Yeah. Um, so maybe it's if you want to add like that in but. a lot of a, the time, like, uh, dealing with like weird contract negotiations for other sure. people in the, uh, yeah. like, like doing budgets and stuff. Isn't do, that mostly do we want a blaze the, pizza? Yeah, do yeah, we want a exactly. blaze pizza in the arena? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I, yeah. you know, I, I guess it depends on, on the, the team, but, um, yeah, tra- listen, there really aren't that many trades when you think about how guys change teams. You know, right. there, yeah, a yeah, lot right. more of that happens in free agency. So I don't know. I, I'm just not a big I'm not a big fan of trades. And maybe that's because I watch like the Spurs all these years where they don't make trades oh. and somehow like things work out for them. And I, I think that there maybe there's something to that. Like, yeah, you hey, know this is I'm- your squad. Make it make it work. Uh, you know who like never makes trades? Uh, Bob Myers. Uh, half of what the Warriors did in between Steve Kerr and Mark Jackson was like just having the same guys. Right. Yeah. right. <laughs> like, yeah. like, every yeah, year. Let's just roll with this. Yeah. Yeah. James James Michael McAdoo. You know he, yeah, he's yeah. played. 14 minutes a game. Maybe we could use a backup center. Nah, he's got it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and now, now he's uh, 
playing in Greece. Uh, he's getting owned by Anthony Randolph, I'm sure. All right. Um. <laughs> I do think I do think that Minnesota will become 15% less depressing without Jeff T. I agree. He's really just like depressing. it's this is a long term move for the health of Carl Anthony Towns's soul. Um, all right. We should talk about one more story. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's let's talk about the. Uh, oh, um, Doof, would you rather talk about the big three not playing basketball anymore oh or Kyrie Irving? Yeah. Oh, oh I, was, I was thinking oh. maybe the other one. Or, oh, no, uh, we'll talk about that on the Patreon. Yeah, or do you want to talk about Kawhi and Drake? <laughs> uh, I, yeah, no, I'm n- yeah. not interested. In, although I do think that was that's kind of funny. Um, man, I, let's talk about the big three. Oh, let's talk man. About the big three. You're talking oh, to – because you know Sean's a big three expert, right? Wait, is that is that true? Yeah. Uh I covered I covered the first two years of the big three and went to the draft and yes. the practice. And uh I mean the best thing the best piece of content we have we have a lot of audio of Joey asking players if they're going to fuck around and get a triple double. At the first big three draft. <laughs> yeah. We were on the and red Ice Cube carpet. also answers the yeah. question. <laughs> Oh uh, man, with a with an incredibly hungover Mike Bibby and a, a a Smush Parker did not end up getting drafted, but he did attend the draft in the same clothes he was wearing on Saturday night. I also I the only the only other question I asked at the first ever Big Three draft was I asked Deshaun Stevenson why he uh, if there was a fee on the ATM he had in his kitchen. I don't know if you remember that famous oh, yeah. tort, uh, picture. And uh-huh. he said yes, and it's $5. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. So, oh, my God. So the big three does not play basketball anymore. No, th- that's out. Oh, <laughs> dude, the best thing I have for the big three draft, by the way, is from the second year at the workout – uh, it's Rick Barry trying to convince these guys to shoot underhand free throws. Mm-hmm. And then he proceeds to just miss and miss and miss. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's not Bob Cousy. No, I think, Oh God, that would, that would, oh, he would get so mad. Bob Cousy beat him in an underhand free throw competition. <laughs> he might kill Bob Cousy. <laughs> So the big three announced that they no longer play basketball uh, in a press release titled The Big Three is Who We Are, Fireball is What We Play, and Fireball Mm -hmm. is spelled with all caps and the number three afterwards, which, first off, both the three, both an E and a B could be a three. Right, right. Um, is it French? Yeah. <laughs> so maybe we're uh, fireball. You know. Well, we're... also the ball is going to be red because well, it's a no, fireball. I'm going through all the rule changes. I'm sorry, so. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. All right. So uh, team issued this, gardening this... gloves, and the ball will be set on fire. I I have to say this quote is insane. Which one? <laughs> There are a lot. Okay, I'll read. I'll read this quote. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are a lot of sports out there that require similar skill sets, like MMA and boxing, <laughs> football and rugby, <laughs> baseball and cricket. Our fans let us know that we're playing something extremely unique. Fireball three. 
which is nothing like the typical three-on-three FIBA game coming to the Olympics. So they're nothing like the NBA and nothing like Olympic three-on-three. <laughs> and that's a quote from Ice Cube. That is Ice Cube <laughs> himself speaking. Yeah. Are, so wait, are, are, they, are they trying to go like XFL? No, I no. It's I mean, kind of. This, but it's not. No, this to me is straight up uh, slam ball. No, no, no. This is. Oh, it's rock and jock. No, no, no. Sorry. This is fucking straight up uh, ABA shit, dude. Like changing the ball. We don't play basketball. Uh, we 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 have music festivals now every Saturday. <laughs> oh, right. Uh, the ball yeah. is red. It's like. <laughs> This is like total like this is gonna fail if something doesn't work. So uh, here's seven ideas. <laughs> Do you guys think the big three would be better if they went regional a- instead of doing yes. the barnstorming? I do. Yeah. Like if I could, I mean, if I could go down and and watch, you know, like twenty bucks, watch the big three. You know, couple nights, they could probably do an eighty-two game season. I mean, honestly, what they should do is just keep it in one place like just be like yeah vegas that's where they play the big three you go see big three games in vegas yeah well the first year they were doing more random locations and i think the second season and the third season it's all nba arenas yeah but the first year they were going to, to to tulsa Oh, they went to lexington kentucky they went to seattle yeah no they should just be in vegas yeah agreed Yeah, film uh, t- uh, Tillman Fertitta. <laughs> so anyway, here are some things they're doing. Just buy the big three. <laughs> How many teams are there now, Joey? There's a lot. I, I don't know. You're sp- you. I'm the expert. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> here are some things they're doing. Uh, first thing they're doing, they're lowering the minimum age. The big three will lower the minimum age to qualify from athletes from 27 to 22, with younger exceptions in hardship cases. And, Can uh, I tell you, I think that's insane. Yes. <laughs> because they're Those talking guys are about how they're, they want to escape the stigma of it being a like retirement league. league. Yeah, yeah. But but it is – that's the whole point. No, but you that's know – You want to watch anonymous 22-year-olds It's why we entertained it at all. No, but I have – It's a, the only reason. I have a theory about what this is about. Uh, I think they're giving the balls a team. It's going to be LeVar coaching and uh, LiAngelo as the star. I mean, they're not going to play the games in Chino Hills, though. <laughs> he does know that, right? Oh, maybe his franchise will be in Lithuania. Okay, there's still only 12 teams, which is up from the original eight. But yes, it is insane. Uh, this one I like. This rule is tight. Uh, oh. The next one... The next bullet point, uh, bring the fire. Once per half, a team can challenge a foul call resulting in an in-game one-on-one possession with the victor winning the call. You? Uh-oh. I mean, they should do that in the regular NBA. I mean, just to save time. (laughs) Yeah, that rule is awesome. That... Like, look. <laughs> they need to bring that to the NFL. No replay, just fucking one-on-one. That rules. Uh, mm-hmm. That would be a cool made-up stat. Uh, how many fouls do you win? <laughs> you, like, you have a one-on-one guy just to play the foul shot. 
Are, are you guys down with uh, with King of the Court at All Star? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I worry it would get it would be boring, like when they tried horse. Like horse shouldn't have been boring, but the right. guys wanted to win really bad, so they, just so they shot took threes. really boring shots. Right, right, <laughs> Durant right. just basically took enough took threes until Rajon Rondo couldn't hit them anymore. <laughs> I mean, he hit a lot of undefended threes. Like that's that's the that's kind of a secret when you're watching horse. You're like, oh, these guys can kind of hit any shot when there's no one playing defense. Right. Even the bad shooters can. But yeah, like yeah. what they should have told them is like, no, this is a trick shot only horse game. Um, or just made it pig. Right. But no, because then they also just would have shot threes still. No, no, no one make, tried. Make it pig and, yeah, yeah. and, and only trick, trick shots. shots. Only. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They should do that. They should bring that back. <laughs> yeah. Trick shots only. The big rules. three should do it. Yeah, the big three absolutely should do it. And Baron Davis would win it every time. Every time. Yeah. <laughs> I have seen LeVar do two, lose two three point shootouts at big three games, <laughs> at separate big three games. Uh, they also said all athletes welcome. The big three will hold open tryouts for athletes to qualify for the big three combine. Professional basketball experience no longer required. Dude, one of these guys is going to get so hurt. And I mean one of the, like, 43-year-old men playing against these guys in a combine? The I mean, big, which, which person from the ringer is going to try try out for the big three? Oh. I mean, we should make Josh Androsky do it. Yeah, he already tried out for the Arena Football League. Well, and he's... he didn't. We were going to make him, but he, <laughs> did, he didn't. <laughs> But didn't he do a thing where he went to the KISS team's tryout? Yeah, but I don't think he actually tried out. I think he just... Oh, we he talked just did about the workout or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> the Big Three wants the best athletes in the world, regardless of sporting experience. In the same manner as the NFL takes the best from various sports, this could mean, get this, two sport athletes, overlooked basketball stars... And some athletes choosing fireball over other sports, i.e. NFL tight ends. So we're just going to get like a bunch of Gronkowski, like the lesser Gronkowski <laughs> brothers are going to be in the big three now. How much money are they paying? I can't be that much. I can't. It just, I, don't know. I mean, they do have a national TV deal. I mean, they, they seem like they're very good on the business side of things, but... Well, ever I, since I they got really Roger Mason out of there, who was like Roger Mason with was colluding United with Arab people from Emirates. Qatar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was also very weird. Um, uh, and then also, of course, the fireball. The league will use a new red, all red ball known as a all all caps fireball. Now they're not being sponsored by the whiskey, though. No, seems like a mistake. I, I have to say, having seen the pace of the big three action, mm -hmm. I wouldn't think of, of a ball that was on fire. Like the ice ball seems closer because it's more like, you know, these are these guys aren't moving as fast anymore. And also you could put the ice ball on your aching back after the game. Mm -hmm. All right, guys, I, I got to tell you, I'm on the website right now because mm -hmm. I wanted to see. All right. What's this ball? It's not. It doesn't look it's that. Just it's a, not red. It's enough. a it's a regular basketball <laughs> yeah. that just says fireball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, OK, 
But so. it's not red enough, right? No, it's it, still it looks, a little it, orangey. It looks a <laughs> little bit like they just made a mistake at the factory. And maybe that's what happened. It's a little too red. They're like, look, we could get you a deal on these uh, slightly distressed. We screwed them up. The NBA won't take them. And I seems like, all right. There's a there's a wave ball. I don't know if you guys have used one of those where where it's got more, you know, dimples essentially mm-hmm. uh, for for shooting. Um, that's what they should be using. Mm-hmm. Get, lean into that gimmick. Uh, remember when Kobe used to do the commercials for the the ball you could that had the built-in pump? Uh-huh, I had one. It was the, I had the worst pump. pump of all time. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah they should. It they also should would add rattle that around ball. and make you dribble yeah, weird because <laughs> it would break. Yeah. So yeah, they should also have one of those on the ball. And, uh, you know, on this guys can make re- a big scene out of it, right? On this press release, there's also a really funny thing to point out. Uh, and I think Al Harrington is the one making them do this in the the section that leading up to the new sport is the result of game innovations, unique rules and league policies introduced by the big three over its first three seasons, including and it's the bullet points are single foul shots, 14 second clock, four point shot, coach challenges, player empowerment, league mental health policy. And the last one is CBD. The big three uh-huh. encourages player choice in the use of CBD for recovery. <laughs> yeah, it is Al Harrington. And, and the reason, um, well, because he's he is a two-time winner of the uh, Too Hard, Too Guard <laughs> award in the big three. Uh, those twos are the number two. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the they listen to him. He's a king. <laughs> uh, well, I think that's our show, right? Well, yeah, our portion, we've got uh, uh, the Oscar nominations came out this week. Oh, yeah. And uh, Brooke and Robin Lopez are here to talk about the nominees. Uh, so let's go to that right now. Brooke and Robin Lopez at the movies. Twin brothers in Who? And fandom. DC versus Marvel. Offense versus defense. Nerds who are jocks. Post-ops versus hard screens. Jocks who are nerds. Kane versus Abel. The Snyder Cut. Take it away, Brooke. Or Robin. I'm not really sure who is who. Hey, Robin. Hello, Brooke. It's an exciting week here at the Lopez headquarters, uh, with the Oscar nominations finally coming out. Finally, it's movie's most glamorous and important night. Hollywood's biggest night. Just like me and you, the NBA's biggest twins. That's true. This is kind of like the movie's conference finals. That's the highest level of playoffs that I can really even visualize. Markeith and Marcus are basically the NBA's version of the Golden Globes, and we're the NBA's Oscars when it comes to sizes of twins. That's true. That's really true. I don't think those Plumleys are twins at all. Marshall once said he was one, but I don't believe him. He's a liar. He's a liar, but he's a troop now. So we have to just accept what he says as truth. Um, 
So should we get right to it? Let's do it. All right. Uh, best picture. There are eight nominees once again. We've got Parasite. Did you see it? I was kind of scared of that movie, uh, but it, it did kind of remind me of a certain person that lived in my house when I was growing up. Oh, really? Because it also reminded me of a certain person that slept on the bottom bunk in our room when I was growing up. Oh, uh, there was someone who was an actual parasite to the resources of the family by getting so fat. Who was that? That was you! I'm not fat! You're fat! You were really fat when you were seven. No, you were. No, you were fatter. You Shut ate more up. of the snacks. All right. Our next nominee is, of course, Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. You know, I would say that um, I've seen a lot of Quentin Tarantino films over the years, and this one is the closest to a good old-fashioned rollicking adventure that I've seen from him in some time. Um, I would say Kill Bill Volume 2 is more of a rollicking adventure. Yeah, but that was a long time ago. Yeah, it was a long time. And it's one where they go to Japan, and two, she gets buried. No, but doesn't she train in one? I mean, in two? Oh, she does train. Yeah, that's like a real rollicking adventure tale. The training sequence. Any good rollicking adventure has to have a flashback to training for your skills. This one only had a flashback to a murder. Um, What did you think? Um, I liked it, but I've got to say it was a little... A little confusing because I thought I was going to watch a movie about Charles Manson. Yeah. But then it's mostly a movie about a man on a television show set. Yeah, it really is. It was behind the scenes and I just love a look at the industry. You do. All right. 1917. I like this movie because it was like a Robin Lopez box score. One shot. See, I like this movie because it's like a Brooke Lopez, Brooklyn Nets box score. 19 uh, points, 17 rebounds. Uh, lose by all seven. All alone. All alone. No help ever. Exactly. And sometimes they bring in older guys that are just going to mm-hmm. screw things up and leave anyway. Paul Pierce was my Colin Firth. <laughs> Wow, that's a really good analogy. Thank you. All right, our next movie is Marriage Story. Brooke, I have a confession to make. Oh, I think I know what you're going to say. I watched this one with my girlfriend because I have a girlfriend, Brooke. What? Girlfriend, right? Yeah, Yeah, you can't shut up about it. And we fought after after this. We had an argument. Mm. We didn't fight like... When somebody punches a wall out of anger. Mm-hmm. But then I, I, we actually had a good frank discussion of the issues in our relationship and how we didn't want to end up like the tragic characters in that film. And then the next day when I went to practice, I saw that Bango the Bucks mascot had accidentally torn uh, a vintage 
poster from Steamboat Willie that I have inside my locker. And then I punched a hole in the wall then. I've got to say, um, I have a similar story, sort of. Um, when I watched Marriage Story, I thought mainly about how there's a person in my life who I fight with all the time. Uh-huh. And who I think is really annoying. And, and it's hard to live with them, right? And how one time I lived in New York and this other person lived in uh-huh. Los Angeles. Um, But the difference is, is it made me really upset that I don't ever want to get a divorce from that person because I love him too much. No, but... It's almost like it shows that love and hate are not opposites, that they're two sides of the same coin. Exactly. I love you, Robin. I love you too, Brooke. All right. I like your cat, though. I hate your cat. I also hate your hair. All right, our next movie is Little Women. Wow, you know, I was... I really thought at first that we were going to be seeing a rollicking superhero adventure. About very small women. Well, maybe maybe after Ant-Man and the Wasp, it was going to be time for the Wasp mm-hmm. to take the controls, get her own show. Or maybe like a Honey, I Shrunk the Kids situation, mm-hmm. but steampunk because it's the 1800s. Mm-hmm. None of those things happened. No. I loved it, though. It was so touching. Those little women love each other so much. And their dad, they love their dad even though he's away at war. I really loved it. It made me feel so many things, even though I'm a big man. Yeah, I I mean, all women seem pretty little to me. I was amazed at how much I was able to identify with the little women, even though I'm a big man. I still kind of had some trouble as per the, the the previous film. Did did Saoirse Ronan fly one single time in that previous movie, Lady Bird? No. I'm just saying, don't bait and switch. Call it normal, unsuperpowered family that loves each other. Mm-hmm. Is that so hard? Greta Gerwig even sounds like a superhero name. All right, our next our next movie is the Be like a lesser DC character. Our next movie is called Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, this made me kind of rethink my own relationship with a horrible, crazy dictator named Jim Boylan. Oh, really? Tell me more. Well, I just thought that maybe if he had had a young friend, maybe he wouldn't have been so terrible to everybody he does have one his name is ryan archidicano that guy's like 28 that's still his little young friend i guess that's true god that's sad i don't think coach jim had any friends i didn't his only friend was authority I didn't like this movie very much because as an adult man who still has invisible friends, I think it's very offensive to think that the invisible friendship community would even consider being friends with someone as terrible as Hitler. That's true. That's Remember when we got invisible canceled trending on Twitter? Yes. 
when we heard about those Mr. Snuffleupagus allegations. Yes. But I'm glad that that turned out. It was a hoax. It was a big hoax. It was from Carlos Beltran's niece. That's who tweeted it. All right. Our next movie is from one of the quote unquote greatest filmmakers of all time. He's done it all. Martin Scorsese's The Irishman. Oh, I thought you were talking about. We'll get to that. We're going with that one last, you know. Oh, okay. Um, This movie sucks. How dare he talk about the MCU or any Disney property in any way? What has he ever done? Kundun, get a life. I considered this one a trilogy because I fell asleep three freaking times. All I know is... Bob Iger should have Martin Scorsese. I kind of think that they should have done more with uh, the Joey Gallo character. Because Sebastian Maniscalco is a pretty good actor, Brooke. Oh, yeah? He really embodies the frenetic spirit of that crazy gangster. And he brings that same energy to his Netflix specials. Triggered. Have you ever been to Ross? It's crazy. And he knows it. What did you think of Romano's performance? I mean, everybody loves Raymond. You can't blame him for working with the Disney-hating monster who should he be got to get, get him in the MCU. Scor- oh, don't what even if he, joke. Don't if, even joke about that. I'm just saying, That's what if he joins the Black idea. Widow movie and he gets in really good shape? Oh. Like that other guy did. Can you imagine how swole Ray Romano would look if he were in the MCU? His brother would be so jealous. It would be so good. Oh, my gosh. Come on, make it happen. Maybe we can get that trending on Twitter. Maybe. All right. uh, We also saw, of course, the next nominee, Ford v. Ferrari. You know, it's kind of like you and me. You... The glamour boy, mm-hmm. a highly tuned engine, being all showy. Yeah. And then there's me, Ford Tough, American, dependable. And hey, also, I'm I do also a lot of American. Well, I also do a lot of hidden camera pranks mm-hmm. where I pretend people are taking a test drive and then I trick them. Mm-hmm. Just like Ford does in those commercials. You do, dude. I actually have. A tape of those that's longer than Ford v. Ferrari. Oh, yeah? Is it available for sale anywhere? Um, just kind of my old block in Brooklyn. Okay. But nowhere else. All right, and then finally, the best movie ever made. Not named... Most... Not not named uh, Snow White, Avengers Endgame, mm-hmm. or The Lion King. That's our Mount Rushmore. Or Mary Those, Poppins. Oh, 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 or Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Or Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Oh my god, I forgot about the Broomsticks. Or, or the Rescuers. Oh, or the Rescuers Down Under. Oh, wow. Or, or Darby uh, O'Gill and the Little People. Yeah, oh man. Or uh, Pinocchio, Star Wars, The Rise of Star Skywalker. Oh yeah. Oh what about what about Attack of the Clones? All of it is better than this. But anyway, the best movie that is not made by the Disney Corporation or a subsidiary of the Disney Corporation is of course The Joker. 
Oh the my God, Joker. Eleven Academy Awards. I'm really happy that the Academy was able to finally uh, just accept that this is the greatest movie of all time and nominate it for eleven awards. I really didn't think that they were going to get behind it, but. You know, I was on my feet giving it a standing ovation before the credits were over. It took over my life. I can't believe it. We live in a society. We had lived in a society for so long and I didn't realize it. It's so interesting that now I get to think about how the society has forgotten about people like you. Yeah. Also, this may have been our most twisted joker of all. No. Lito, Lito. Yeah, Lito's the yeah, most twisted. He's the most twisted. This was maybe the most human. Yes, absolutely. Definitely the most human. I've never really thought of the Joker as being anything but the Joker before, but in this, I really think of him as Arthur. Yeah, he's Arthur. Um, I have a question, Brooke. Yes, I have an answer. In the Joaquin Phoenix cinematic universe, mm-hmm. uh... Does Arthur become a rapper? No. Okay. Arthur just becomes Joker. Call him Joker. Introduce him as Joker, Robin. Okay, but he doesn't retire from acting. I really like this movie because it's about a man who eventually will murder someone named Robin. What? That's only one variant of the timeline. I don't think that could... Oh, man. Wow, the world really is twisted, Brooke. It sure is. All right, but now to talk about the actual... uh, The biggest award out there. The award everyone knows matters is, of course, Best Animated Film. Yeah. Uh, We have five nominees this year, which I think it should be expanded to 12. Every time. 12. Come on, Academy. Our first nominee is, of course, How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. What did you think? When I started my journey of dragon training and dragon observing, I never knew that there would be so much yet to be revealed. We saw the visible world. We saw the visible sky. But now it's hidden. A hidden world? I didn't even know there'd be a hidden world. Who? What a twist. What a film. What a, dare I say it, rollicking adventure it was so good i loved i loved every second of it i uh, there's nothing not to love it also reminded me of my own experiences trying to train a large out of control beast who you no (laughs) no you got me how dare you (laughs) all right our next nominee is, of course, I Lost My Body. Uh-huh. Do you know what this is? I don't. Uh, it's the story of Naofel, a young man who's in love with Gabrielle. And then a severed hand escapes from a dissection lab, determined to find its body again. Weird. Sounds, it's sounds twisted. Yeah, I think this is kind of one of those things... That gets a lot of acclaim, and people always want you to talk about it just because it's French, and it has weird hands. Mm-hmm. This is the Rudy Gobert of the Oscars. Oh, it's not going to win. Uh, what about Netflix? Uh, it's the Rudy Gobert. 
it's not going to win the big one. What? How many screen assists have you had, Robin? Um, I once actually hit someone with a screen door when I was frustrated at a Knicks practice. Um, okay, our next award is, uh, goes, Netflix got its first nominee ever in this category, and it is Klaus. Wow, finally, an animated Christmas film. How long has Christmas been shut out of the Oscars? It's true. They always forget to nominate Christmas. How could you forget Christmas? Oscars? Jeez. But what an incredible voice cast. Schwartzman, J.K. Simmons, Rashida Jones. Mm -hmm. She doesn't work enough. Will Sasso, mm -hmm. I loved his vines, the king of the vines. Norm MacDonald. Nita Margaret Laba. Joan then, Cusack. Joan Cusack, I always sympathized with her because she had such an aggressive brother. Yeah, I understand as an aggressive man why you would do that. I just thought it was a little bit strange that the inciting incident... In a movie that's the origin story of Santa Claus, mm -hmm. was a postman training academy. Yeah, very strange. Like, why would you think that the lazy son of a wealthy postmaster general was a compelling protagonist? I are, I'm already out on wealthy postmaster general. Anyway, it's not going to win, so let's move on. Yeah, get out of here. Our next Klaus. our next movie is of course Missing Link. Oh man. This has a legitimate shot of winning, I think. Yeah, people loved Missing Link. Yeah. And those people are named Brooke and Robin. Missing Link is the story of Sir Lionel Frost helping uh Mr. Link uh to help find his long lost relatives in the fabled valley of Shangri-La. It's a rollicking adventure. Yeah, it's it's pretty rollicking. It's stop, isn't it? Stop motion. That's kind of how I play offense. Yeah, it's pretty. I stop a lot of the motion. motion. I stop yeah. the ball a lot. Yeah, uh, because I throw it into the hoop and it goes in. I also make a lot of motions, mm -hmm. and Hand the refs motions. get really confused. That they foul, that like I get called for a foul and I give them a neatly typed injunction. Anyway, uh, it's the dark horse in this category and I think it has a chance. But clearly, your front runner is the most anticipated movie of the year, Toy Story 4. Yeah. Wow, I really thought that we were done with the Toy Story verse after they had a symbolic trip to hell mm -hmm. at the end of Toy Story 3. But there was more stories and more toys left. Mm -hmm. They definitely aren't just milking this franchise until it is just a withered husk in a cowboy hat. I will say, I do think Keanu Reeves as Duke Kaboom was... Snubbed from getting a Best Supporting Actor nomination. Cruelly snubbed. Unfair. Get your shit together, Academy. They should have put him as a voice actor in Missing Link as well. I wish my nickname was Duke Kaboom. 
Yeah, well, your name is Dookie Kaboom because you blow up the toilet. Anyway, what do you think is going to win, Robin? I think it's going to be Toy Story 4. I do. Because Disney owns everything. It's the best. Including our hearts. Yep, and our minds. And our bodies. And our souls. And And technically, the land my house is on. Yeah, actually, a lot of my clothes are technically Disney property. I didn't really get them assessed at the black market auctions. Mm-hmm. I'm currently wearing some heavily altered pants that used to belong to Don Knotts. Oh, from Gus? Is it from Gus? No, it's from uh, Dumpling 2. Oh, you do love that Apple Dumpling game. I love rides again. All right. Anyway, that's it for us. Uh, please subscribe to the Roundball Rock Patreon to hear no, us not? continue reviewing all of the Disney, everything on Disney+. Plus. They added more stuff this week. Yeah, this is this has really been quite a slog. It's never-ending. We're only up to 2002. Well, we have a lot to focus on. We have 18 kind more of, years. Basketball's going to take care of itself. I'm not worried. Yeah, me either. All right, back to you, Sean and Joey. Bye, guys. Coach Dave Dufour. Wow, that guy knows his stuff. He rules. Um, great. That was Brooke and Robin talking about the, uh, (laughs) the best animated film category at the uh, Academy Awards. Um, Dave Dufour, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks, Dave. Always a pleasure. One of our favorites. Uh, what would you like to plug today? I don't, I mean, nothing. Uh, at Dave Dufour NBA. Yeah, 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 at Dave Dufour NBA, which, you know, um, you know, you can follow me or not. I'm I'm going to, if you don't, I mean, if you're a Laker fan, maybe don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any advice for French Bulldog owners? Don't get one. <laughs> uh, what if you're making I, I mean, an Osobuco? What should you do? Oh man. So listen, the the wine is the most important part. Don't uh-huh. skimp okay. on the wine. Get a good one. Get a good one. Awesome. Um, <laughs> uh, and then as for me, uh first off, once again, Podstar Weekend. Uh that's right. Here in LA at the Virgil. Oh yeah, I heard Thursday. you guys were headlining that. No, we're not we're headlining. headlining. No. Oh no? No? <laughs> Who's gonna headline over us? Um, I yeah. think uh Probably NBA desktop. That would be my oh, guess. Oh, 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 never heard of it. I drink a, I drink a Starbucks. <laughs> In your face. <laughs> You're going to start listening and then we're going to brawl. Um, anyway, February 13th uh, at the Virgil, 8 p.m. Uh, tickets are available at podstarweekend.com. Uh, and then, as always, you can follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz, where... On January 14th, I tweeted, I said I was 100% going to the gym tonight, but at 7.15, I put my pajamas on and got in bed. So I'm 100% going to the gym tomorrow. You should, you should go to the gym. He's having a lot of health problems. Yeah. <laughs> Sean, did you write a song? I did. Uh, this, I was trying to think about... Um, you know, Katie Heine was on a couple episodes ago. I started thinking about basketball feelings and emotions, and I realized that we needed to finally have the world's most depressed band 
sing about the world's most depressed man. So this is uh, this is a cure song about Kevin Love, and it's called Just Like Kevin. Wow, I would have thought you went with a different one there, but uh, good job, dude. <laughs> I was thinking a Nirvana Rudy Gobert oh. song. No, oh, see, I was thinking uh, it would have been It's Friday, I'm Kevin Love. Oh, um, that, that's not bad. Uh, also, I, I was thinking of a killing an Arab version that was just killing yourself. You know, that seemed too dark. That seemed too dark. Uh, anyway, that's playing under us right now. Uh, trust the process. Trust the process. And, uh, shut it down. Make up more fake stats I can make fun of, please. Hello, Randall Rock listeners, Randall Whoopfuckers, Randall Wankers, whatever it is. This is Robert Smith of The Cure. We're not particularly fans of basketball in The Cure. Mostly like watching sad French films and videos of animals being rescued from rainstorms, but one day when we were hanging out with Jesus Jones, they had an NBA game on the telly and we saw this bloke, Kevin Love of the Cavaliers, and I thought, wow, he's even more depressed than we are. Show me, show me, show me how you set that pick. The one that made you scream at your bros The one that made you mad at the coach Threw the ball to Chetty O Showing up the coaches Oh, he's on the block But he don't get blocks He thinks a fine is funny Cause he's got plenty of money I definitely feel for Kevin and I would say that my advice for him is, if you truly are depressed and you're sick of all the people you're playing with, just go and become the guitarist for Susie and the Banshees for one or two years, and then go back to what you truly love, pouting. Punching on a sideline chair, tiny bald spot in his hair. Thinking of all the different teams I had to make a trade Why is he still on this team? She said he's gonna pattern till he's on a better team Portland would be the dream Love getting buckets Love saying fuck it Love trapped in Cleveland Terrifying Colin Sexton Chugging chocolate milk It's just a KG Just a KG You know, I almost said he's just like a dream Because technically a nightmare is a type of dream I'm not sure this situation has a cure Baron whipped him into shape But Tristan T still leading cake And J.R. Smith's still texting him You trying to get the pipe He finds himself alone, alone Abandoned on a terrible team He's depressed and they're a mess Called Dr. Eugene Lundy Love Losing steadily, love, drinking heavily, love, 
just like Kevin. 